It is the Chicago vs. United audio podcast cover story series, featuring interviews with the premier talent in the Chicago music community who are making the lead stories this month at chicagoverseunited.com. My name is Jaime Black, recording this show out of the Music Garage, Chicago's professional music rehearsal space and home of the Dynasty Podcast Network. Check them out on the web at musicgarage.com. This week, talking with Bradley Briggs of Urbanites in support of his band's new EP, Coming Alive. Bradley, how's it going? I'm awesome. How are you? Good, man. Thank you for coming all the way out to Chicago tonight. I hope it wasn't too long of a trip. No, it's not a hard drive from Indiana. A lot going on with Urbanites. I want to talk about the new record, the live show, everything happening. But first, we're kind of coming to the end of 2011. How has the year been for the band? It's been a productive year without having anything productive being done, really. <laughs> as far as um, we wrote and recorded a new record. That was exciting, but haven't really played a lot of shows because that was a pretty time-consuming process. Sure. So it's been a slow year live, but a really productive year in the sense that we have a new record coming out this week. You guys do have a new record out. It's a new EP. It's called Coming Alive. Congratulations on that, first of all. Thank you. How long have some of these songs on this EP been in the works? Because I know like the track Walking Away, I think that that posted online maybe mm. like back in September or something like that. I don't know if you know much about these tracks, but that's a great question because this actually, uh, first off, this EP, there's five songs and mm-hmm. it was recorded in three different studios. Three songs of which we recorded in Denver and Isaac uh, Slade and Ben Waisaki are two members of The Fray. They produced it. Yes. At that point in time, from our last record, The Years, to... The point in time when we started talking with them, we had like 24 songs that were like, this is what we have. Some of them are really bad. Some of them are good. Some of them are in between. Some of them are done. Some of them aren't. And they narrowed it down to like 10 or something and then narrowed it down to six and then narrowed it down to three. And the three that they chose were the three oldest songs (laughs) we had. In fact, some of them were in progress before half of the band was in the band. So (laughs) three of them are really old and two of them are like... A couple months old. You touched on a lot of things I wanted to get to in the interview, but I think one of the things that's most interesting is you mentioned working with members of the fray. Mm-hmm. And even without knowing that connection, Urbanite's music, when I've listened to it, that's a band that I've drawn comparisons to mm-hmm. with you guys. And not in a way where it's like these guys are ripping off the fray, but like if I saw a bill at like the Chicago Theater where it was like the fray and Urbanites, I'd be like, wow, what a great pairing that's going to work so well together sonically. How did you guys end up getting connect with the fray with those guys well two of the members of our band dj field our drummer and jeremy sharing our guitar mm-hmm. player have known ben and, and isaac the two guys who produced it they, they've known them for a while i don't know really the whole story because i didn't know them before this happened but somehow they heard the last record and were like oh okay we can talk about in the future doing something and see what comes of it play by ear and then i think they got busy touring with you two and stuff like that sure you know <laughs> uh, no just big deal. small stuff small shows and then they had free time and they're like yeah let's do it then we're like oh okay so ball got rolling and they're great guys it's a pretty incredible connection to have though because the fray is really like a pretty large band they're huge yeah, yeah 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 they're massive but you wouldn't know it if you were just talking to them it's kind of what i've heard i've actually have talked with other people quote-unquote, in the industry, you know, who have been Mm -hmm. like, oh, I did this with the fray and had nothing but good things to say about them. So that's awesome. Something else you just mentioned that I thought was interesting that very much on my list of things to hit with you guys or with you, people who can order this record can order a deluxe version that has bonus tracks. And that's something Mm -hmm. that I saw was available with your last record as well. And you mentioned that there were a ton of tracks written. So 
Is that kind of like the normal operating procedure for the band, kind of write like 30 songs? And also, um, like, if you have that many songs, why not do maybe a record, like a full record versus <laughs> a series of EPs? Well, short answer, not all the songs are good enough for a record. Fair enough. Um, we have 24 songs and five of them are good enough for a record. That's not true. I listened to, actually today, I listened to your, your episode with Sleeping At Last. Yes. And I, he sort of talked about this a little bit where he would get down to the the, the 12 months, yeah. songs or whatever he did, 36 year songs. Yeah. Yes. The yearbook project. And he would have like a song and then he'd be like, well, the, you know, I got to write two more by the end of the month or whatever it was. Right. It was crazy what he did. Yeah, we just give ourselves deadlines and it's hard to get stuff finished because we pour into our songs. Like mm-hmm. somebody will come in with an idea and the rest of the band deconstructs it and then there's four members, so getting four members happy with a song is takes some time. For sure. So there's songs that we're still working on that are as old as the ones that we recorded for this record, like five years old, but they're coming around. So it takes some time because we'll get halfway through a song and be happy with half and not know what to do with it. You can always wait until the next release. And exactly. I think that there's nothing wrong with doing a shorter release or, you know, a few EPs that are like five songs each because people have shorter listening attention spans now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you want to get in, get out, and like what you guys are doing, put your best tracks forward. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And with the deluxe editions and everything, it's just trying to offer people more, more content. Yeah, yeah. If they want it, you know, you can spend $5 and just get the bottom line and we're completely happy with that. Or if you want a shirt or something too, we'll give you more. You want B-sides? We have them. Yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> we've got a lot of them. The band recently posted the full EP coming alive mm-hmm. uh, up for streaming on your site. And I know people have heard it. What have uh, some of the responses been like? Uh, the response so far has been really kind. It's been really good. We don't have mean fans, <laughs> at least none that we've met so That's far. That's good. Maybe we just don't have honest fans. I don't know. It's one of the two. But yeah, the response so far has been really good. I was just talking to a friend last night who said he's listened to it like five times and had too many nice things to say. So I listened and the word that keeps coming to mind is mature. It's oh, such a you. full, mature sound. There's such an emphasis on songwriting from what it sounds. Similar to like what you said with mentioning Sleeping at Last, it was another response I had to that larger music project. But Urbanites, whenever I listen, it seems like there's a lot of care and craft in the music and a lot of focus on songwriting and melody and kind of like musicality, I guess, for lack right. of a better word. It's a very organic, full band experience, it feels like. Oh, thank you. Yeah, well, we, you know, we grew up in the 90s listening to your alma mater. You know, Q101 was... Absolutely, was yeah. Was like what we had in indiana it was trust me that's it (laughs) there was no other option there was it here yeah you know yeah and it was awesome we loved 90s pop music back then i feel like was really different than what pop is now yes there was a lot of experimental things and you know stephen malcolmus in some weird way in the 90s was pop for sure you know like just weird stuff like that happened and pumpkins were huge and awesome so (laughs) something i saw on your twitter uh, you guys just got done filming live at the alley for Lakeshore PBS. Yeah. What is that? Our friend Mark, uh, Mark uh, Nelson, he mixed our last two records. Okay. And then he engineered and mixed one song on the new record, Coming Alive, and came, actually flew to Denver with us to sort of help in the whole process because we are not smart people when it comes to engineering. <laughs> Jeremy, Jeremy's pretty intelligent and he can talk his way through it and figure it out, but we're not very smart. So he was sort of a go between between us and the engineer. Like, you know, like I just, this is what I want, but I have no idea how to do it. Sure. I want this bass tone. And he's like, great, just a genius. And 
him and another friend of ours, Evan Costas from back home in, in Indiana, they decided mm-hmm. that they were going to team up and pitch this idea to PBS to do sort of a Live mm-hmm. at Abbey yes. Road. Yes. There we go. So this is their version of Live at Abbey Road where they just have bands. We were the pilot episode, so we shot it like a year ago, and the pilot got picked up. I and love it. He got much better at what he was doing, so he asked us to come in and redo it, and we did that like two weeks ago or something like that. Yeah, That's pretty rad. Is there any kind of like projected date where people might be able to see that? Last I heard, PBS was making them stop for a month because mm-hmm. PBS is, you know, they do donations and sure. they wanted that spot to do their telethons or whatever they do. So they canceled them just for a month. So when it picks back up, I'm not sure when we're going to air. I think he said sometime in December, but I'm not quite sure. Oh, that's not bad. That's not far away at all. Yeah. Yeah. Urbanites, something more immediate that people can come check you out at is this Friday, November 25th, you guys playing a bill with a lull and scattered trees at Lincoln Hall. Such an awesome bill. Literally. I mean, that's what I wanted to say is a, that is a hell of a bill. Yeah, I don't know if there's, I don't know if there's a much more exciting local bill that's gone on recently. It's really fun for us. How did you guys get hooked up with that? Are you friends with a lull, scattered trees? Oh yeah. I went to high school with couple of the guys in Alal. They're sure. from, some of them are from Indiana. DJ went to school or was friends with Nigel, their lead singer. Absolutely. A yeah. long time ago too. I've always followed their music and all the different incarnations that it's gone through. DJ, a couple year or a year ago or two years ago, reached out to Scatter Trees to try and make a connection there because we're from Indiana. Sure. We don't know what to do. So we just try and call people and ask them to help us out and they helped us out. So, you know, and those are two bands who... I just think of produced fantastic music this they, year. Yeah, they never fail. They never do anything bad, in my opinion. And and the two brothers that are in um, Scatter Trees, Scatter Trees, yes. do some phenomenal video work too. Yeah, videos. Absolutely. They did ours. Um, the walking away video earlier this year. Oh, okay. Well, so there's a lot of connection with those two groups. It's yeah. not just a booking agent being like, let's throw these good bands on a bill. Yeah, there's some connection there. They're a lot more successful than us. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys are coming up, you know? Yeah. Um, and, you know, something that I think is interesting is this podcast really focuses on Chicago music, kind of follows the same guidelines as Local 101. You mm-hmm. guys are from Indiana, but I always have felt like Urbanites have had a Chicago presence. Mm-hmm. Like you guys have really kind of made this your second home. You have shows here. You I tried have to fans make it our first here. home, but <laughs> <laughs> it's too expensive to live here. It's very expensive. <laughs> but, you know, you guys have really like, I feel like, made a presence in Chicago. So I think of you as a Chicago land band. Yeah, know? yeah, absolutely. Well, we play far more shows here than we do at home. So hopefully that's the case. You know, we're on the cusp of 2012 heading into it pretty soon. What's kind of next for urbanites either you know remainder of 2011 or looking into next year well we have this release on friday yesterday and friday yes uh, the show's on friday really i guess the goal has always been play more shows than we're playing so hopefully that happens and we're fairly certain that we're going to have another release in april oh okay that's not too far away at all yeah uh hopefully that pans out i i would hate to say it and be documented on the internet forever and not happen but (laughs) (laughs) you can't lie on the internet (laughs) maybe that maybe that'll spark motivation in us it's funny because we've been a band for five years well steven and i have been in the band for five years and the other two guys have been in the band for four years Mm -hmm. something like that 
four years into the four of us making music together, it's really cliche, but we're still really figuring out how to make music together. And, yeah. and it's kind of like, oh, this person's going for that. Now I know what, what I can do, you know, and Jeremy's a brilliant guitar player and just sort of figuring out how to technically attack what he wants to do. And then seeing that there's much more room for the bass to sort of take over a different area than what it normally does. And I'm not a bass player by any means. I'm sure. sort of a, like a... I'm a hack bass player, but I like doing other things on the bass. Right. So it makes, you know, Jeremy makes my job easier. And Steven, he could write a melody on the drums if you wanted him to. So, Oh, man, I love it. Um, What is the best site for people to be able to keep up with the band and also pick up the new record coming alive? Urbanitesmusic.com or yeah. urbanites.co. They're the same thing. Oh, okay. Whatever's easier. You can get all music and our shop is there and maybe our podcast someday soon <laughs> yeah or itunes it's up there too each of them i think are going to have a different exclusive download itunes like exclusivity yes uh, tongue twister so yeah and you know we're on twitter we don't we don't tweet too much as urbanites but each of us has our own thing and people can, can find, find you yeah absolutely um new record is called coming alive it's out now people can catch you this friday november 25th opening for a lull and headliners scattered trees yeah again fantastic bill fantastic record and really i wish you guys the best of luck going into next year and i hope to see a lot more music yeah thank you so much absolutely bradley thank you so much for coming up yeah this has been the Chicago vs. United audio podcast cover story series. Thanks to Bradley Briggs of Urbanites for being on the show this week. Check out his band's new EP, Coming Alive, out now. Dynasty Podcast records at the Music Raj in Chicago. You can check them out on the web at musicraj.com. You can find past episodes of the Chicago vs. United audio podcast at chicagoversunited.com, including interviews of Scattered Trees, Blah Blah Blah, Santa, and many, many more. You can follow the Dynasty Podcast Network through all social and digital media channels at the ministry of the dynasty.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, my name is Haima Black, Dynasty Descend.